DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by the head coach of the Utes, Kyle Whittingham, headed back to the conference title game for the third time in four years. Kyle, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well. You know, the first time, I think congratulations would be in order because you're achieving something new and it's accomplishment, it's hard work, and you get there. But I'm wondering if you even want that the third time or the real prizes in front of you. Does it feel different the third time? Well, first of all, I'm proud of our guys for being able to uh, win the South, which is obviously the first step uh, to get into that championship game. And without that, you you, know, you can't do it. So so uh, I thought our guys did a great job this year of, of uh, fighting through uh, a lot of tough situations. And, uh, you know, we're, we're there for the third time, as you mentioned. And and uh, we fell short the first two. And, you know, our goal from the onset this season has been the, was to win the Pac-12 title. And so now we've got an opportunity to do that. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to be there. But, the uh, you know, we have unfinished business right now. And so our, our objective, obviously, is to try to go get that trophy. Like what you said on Monday when you said that, uh, you know, we made a bunch of plays in the first game a couple weeks back, and none of them mean squat going into this game, and obviously they don't, and we all expect Oregon to put on a better effort because clearly you guys just totally dominated them. I'm wondering, as you scout somebody in the regular season, you've got a whole body of work that you look for up until that point. Now, as you scout them again, what goes into it as far as what you're looking for? One of the things that impressed me the most was their run defense against Oregon State, which has a great running attack, because they basically shut it down. How do you scout them the second time? Yeah, well, first of all, there's not a lot of a change. Obviously, they've had, uh, you know, we put uh, our game and the Oregon State game into the uh, breakdown, whereas, you know, prior to that, we didn't, uh, you know, we just did the previous games of the season. So, so there's not a lot of... Uh, change and there won't be a lot of change on our part i mean you know at this point in the year you are uh, the team that you've been all season long and and uh, at this point it's more of a, a subtle chess match i guess you could say you know based on what we did in the first game but based on what they did in the sec- in the first game uh what what modifications what the what tweaks what minor changes are you going to make uh you know based on the scheme you use the first time around and so that's really the the key is just to have subtle changes but uh, the nuts and bolts and the basic schematics uh, don't change much because you know that's just uh, a compilation of what you studied for uh, what eight nine game season and so uh, but there will be changes and, and uh, you know we'll see who's able to uh, you know make those changes uh, the best. We've seen it out of your team this year. We've seen it out of other teams this year and, and in previous seasons where a team isn't good at something and then they, they, they figure it out and they get it and going forward it's just different. So I'm wondering, did Oregon figure something out in their passing game because they threw the ball a lot better against Oregon State or is that a one-off, the other team makes mistakes, you recognize them and capitalize on it, but it doesn't mean anything down the road. Well, their quarterback, Anthony Brown, had a terrific game against Oregon State. There's no doubt about it. He was 23 of 28, which is you know over 80%. He had a bunch of yards. I think it was 275 yards, uh, a couple touchdowns, no interceptions. But, but he's been good all year long. I mean, you look at his completion percentage all year long, and it's near 65%, uh, 15 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, so he's, he's done a nice job for him. He, he wasn't as sharp the night we played him, and a lot of that's due to you know Coach Scali's schemes and, and the disguises 
phrases we used and things that we did to try to disrupt things. But but uh, they're a good football team, and and uh, statistically, there's a lot of similarities offensively between the two teams. You know, our numbers are very similar as far as points per game, yards per game. Uh, you know, both rush and throw, and so there's a lot of uh, common ground there. But uh, you know, they just uh, happen to play exceptionally well against Oregon State, and and uh, you know that's what got them into this game. One of the things that really, really impresses me with Cam Rising, he's got a ton of poison composure, and you're big on third down conversions, get off the field, stay on the field, whichever side of the ball that you're uh, on, is his ability, like third and medium, third and long, where it looks like it's a passing play, he's back there, somehow he scrambles, he's not Mike Vick, Steve Young, but it's like first down almost all the time. He did it early in the Oregon game, might have been on the first drive twice to extend drives that end up in touchdowns. I've really been impressed with his ability to pick up that first down. As a coaching staff, how do you and Andy teach that? Well, first of all, the majority of it's just instinct and, and overall athletic ability. And and Cam, I can tell you right now, is a lot faster than uh, than what people think. And and uh, he's a guy you, know, you saw him outrun the uh, the Thibodeau kid on the on the scramble you were talking about early in the game. And and he's done that all year long for us as far as moving the change in, in critical situations and and uh, making big first downs for us and, and getting out of jams. And and that's really what you you know a quarterback that can do that is invaluable. And that's you know you don't have to have a tr- a true dual threat quarterback. Quarterback, but if you got a guy that can extend the play and and, get, and has great pocket presence and can get himself out of out of uh, situations and avoid sacks and turn those what would be a sack into a, a first down, I mean that that can make all the difference in the world in the game. And Cam's done that for us all season long, as you mentioned, and that that's something that uh, is just in his skill set and when something that makes him a, an outstanding quarterback. Nick Ford had a hilarious bite earlier this year where he told us that when he first saw Cam run, he didn't realize how how fast he was. What he realized was that he ran funny. And Nick said it much much more entertaining than I just did, but it's hilarious the way he said it. And I'm curious, you know, there's some guys, you just see them and, and they look fast. But there are other guys who are fast, and I've actually heard other players say, I'm as fast as I need to be. That guy's not catching me. How do you... How do you judge that on film or in person and know you're getting that? Or how often are you surprised when you realize, wow, we wanted him and we recruited him and we still didn't know what we had? Yeah, well, first of all, there is a, oftentimes a difference between game speed and, and what a kid runs a 40-yard dash in. Some some guys just play faster than their 40-yard time, and that's that's a common, you know, whatever position you play. But uh, Cam, uh, you know, he doesn't look funny running to me. I mean, <laughs> he looks pretty athletic, and, and uh, you know, he's got a, a great sense of... Uh, uh, angles, spatial awareness, I guess you could say, where he knows how to how to uh, just run and split color is the, is the term you use on offense. You don't run away from color, you split color when you're running the football, and, and he has that uh, ability to do that. And, and like I said, he's made, gosh, uh, at least a dozen and probably several more big first downs for us this year to keep drives alive. And and uh, that's, uh, you know, you just don't want to, this day and age of football, you don't want a statue back there. You can't, you can't unless you're better at every other position, the other 10 positions, you better have a quarterback that can move around a little bit. 
One of the hallmarks, if not the hallmark of your program for so many years is consistency. We know exactly, all of us now, since we've listened to you all this time, we know what you're going to say to virtually every question and what your answer is going to be. And we know if somebody says, oh, it's a big game. Are you going to do anything different? No! You practically shout at them. You know, we do the same thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've gotten it drilled in my head. You know, the uh, most important stat out of the final score is the turnover margin, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you're just a model of consistency for many, many years, and it's worked so well. Well, here's one thing that hasn't been consistent this year, and I can't figure it out, and that's your special teams. It's like it's been all over the map. Uh, what am I going to expect Friday night? <laughs> yeah, you're, well, you're exactly right. You're 100% right. We've had uh, some major breakdowns of special teams, and really with our coverage units. You know, it's been the kickoff coverage and the punt coverage. Uh, punt return has been rock solid all year long. In fact, I believe Britt has more yards amassed in the punt return game than anybody in the country. And uh, kickoff return, when we have uh, got returns underway, they've been pretty decent. Now, on kickoff return with the rule being that you get the ball at the 25, it's really your starting position after kickoff that uh, that really matters, not uh, not your kickoff return average. And so our starting position after, uh, you know, when, when teams kick off to us is pretty good. It's, it's uh, you know, it's in the upper half of the of the uh, nation and then uh, you look at the coverage units and they've been uh, just abysmal I mean we've allowed three uh, kickoff returns for touchdowns which is uh, you know I, I, I don't think that's ever happened to us here and then uh, three block punts and so we've certainly had our struggles um, you know we've worked hard at it and, and I think our kickoff return or our kickoff coverage unit was making good progress since the uh, you know since we gave up the, the early touchdowns and had gotten better each week until last week when we uh let that one out the gate, and that one was actually covered pretty darn good. We had three guys that had a chance to tackle the guy. We just missed them all, missed the tackles, and and uh, he went the distance. And then punt. Uh, you know, we haven't punted a lot this year, which is a positive. We had we've probably punted less this year than we have in you know uh, many previous years. But but uh, we had some breakdowns in protection early on, and and we weren't quite as quick getting the ball out as we needed to. And so we've uh, we've worked hard at that as well. But but you're right. You know, there really is. Uh, you know, special teams has been a very inconsistent part of our game and and where it's usually a strength of ours just hasn't been the case this year well coach we appreciate the time this morning thanks for talking a little football and good luck in the pac-12 title game obviously we will all be watching okay guys thank you appreciate it kyle whittingham utah football coach join us here on the zone sports network the intriguing rematch with the ducks twice in three weeks i mean to his point what can you really change You can scheme stuff a little differently, call different plays and all that, but you can't really change who you are this late in the year in a span of two weeks. Unless you're getting an injured player back or you're losing someone to injury. I think Oregon can change dramatically. How so? Just by playing better and executing better? Execute, as Tyler Huntley used to say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Certainly didn't match the energy level, but... You're on the road, and the Ute crowd is crazy, and the team is pumped up. Oregon's not that bad. Agreed. I think Utah's that good, but I don't think Oregon. But Oregon that bad. brought a C or D game, yeah. to the party, and the Utes brought brought their A game. Ute, Utes are kicking butt, so I have no doubt that they can do the same. I can't necessarily count on a punt return like that, but they didn't even need that in the final analysis. They didn't need that to win. Uh, so that was just to blow the thing was, open and end gravy, it before yeah, halftime. It was just a beautiful play that we'll remember forever by a kid who's uh, mighty might here, you know. 
If he was six one, it would be no big deal. <laughs> but the fact that he's such a small dude and he's a local kid and he's got the name and all that stuff, everybody loves him, uh, adds to it. So you got all those things going on. But I expect a much better performance from Oregon. If even if they do the same scheme, I still expect a much better performance. DJ PK, time to bring in Lisa. Lisa, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. Where you been, Lisa? Well, you know, my heart is really softened towards the U. They've had a lot of tragedy, and I I just can't get my heart in it to troll them. As a matter of (laughs) fact, I was working, and um, this nice older gentleman in brand-new Utah swag came in, and he asked me a question, and I said, I'm sorry, I don't answer U fans. And then we ended up having a really nice conversation. As he left, I go, go Utes. And my friend looked over at me and she said, did you really say that? I go, yeah, I feel like I need to hack up a hairball. (laughs) But um, anyway, I've been watching because Ute fans' new thing is, well, we beat Arizona by this much and we beat, you know, everybody, you know, this much and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people keep saying, yeah, well, you missed one and it's 26-17. And here's what I have to say to that. So I am coming back a little bit. What you fans forget is the nine-year streak that BYU had against them before they had their streak. So there is that. And there's only one team that has a natty. There's only (laughs) one team that has a Heisman Trophy winner. And there's only one team that has two former quarterbacks that are Super Bowl winners. Boom, drop the bike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa, thanks for stirring the pot. You're the best. Boom, <laughs> drop <Welcome>. the mic. <laughs> you have a great day. You too. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, coming up in 15 minutes right here on The Zone.